Welcome back to Side by Side Production. I'm your host, Brian Gassner, a real estate broker in the Twin Cities, Minnesota, inviting you to produce alongside me, Side by Side, so that we might prospect at a higher level, more efficiently, more effectively, and ultimately scale and grow our business in a profitable and aggressive manner. I wanted to leave a quick note uh, here and maybe get ahead of the curve as far as recording at the end of the day. There was a good uh, podcast and a good series I had seen recently wherein the individual had talked about every day having creative space, right? Spending a little bit of time every day creating and then going into the rest of your activities outside of that and noticing that there are times throughout the course of the day and the week and your work existence, right, where you'll be more creative and more effective in your communications. And so as real estate professionals, as salespeople, we often talk about the value of scripting, what it means to really go through and rehearse and replay and redo all of your rhetoric so that you can start to really be clear with folks. And it's just funny and amazing to me how many times I've seen in the marketplace people discount the depth of a person's real estate experience, right? In terms of them attending to somebody's move. Somebody comes to you and says, hey, I'm thinking about moving. Let me rephrase this. Let me just go back and rephrase this. Here's what ends up happening, right? You create all of these things in your personal production environment to go out and really say to people, hey, I'm here to help. I want to go deep into this and really be an asset and a recess for you. And then all of a sudden, where you left off is not where the customer picks up, right? You go, I've got a great program for a first-time buyer, et cetera, et cetera. And the person comes in and says, yeah, I'm a first-time buyer, but I've got a co-signer. And I want them to be on the loan too. And you go, whoa, that kind of throws my little system, my little ecosystem out of whack, right? You'll have, and what, what I've done is started to create a way to record these things. And really what's so crazy, amazing about this is I don't know who's doing it and who's not, right? To some extent, when you really get into going deep into producing content, what you're going to notice is, it doesn't appear to be the norm, right? I can't just go onto YouTube and find a prospecting channel, right? I go onto YouTube and look for real estate prospecting. I want to find somebody that can tell me, hey, here's what you do. Do this and do that and you'll be good to go, right? So I, I didn't see that. I'm not finding it anywhere. So I'm going to go out and do that. But what I'm going to even make it more appealing by doing is recording and capturing the customer experience, real time, real life, audio and visual uh, documentation, and just make sure that each and every step of the way is highlighted. And there are some really unique human experiences when people buy or sell a house that are uh, just quite frankly, not predictable. You can't really put a package service around the human experience of moving and have a fail safe outcome. You can have processes and procedures you go through to make sure that you manage the process, but the only way that you're going to get really deep into providing an elevated service is by getting to the customer, right? Communicating with the customer in such a way that what you make sense, what you say makes sense. You know, what you make sense says, right? What you make sense of says itself, right? I mean, you can think of it in a lot of different ways, but the reality is they're only going to take from your service what you give them. And as well as you can construct and deliver that service with confidence, that's what they're going to take from the experience. There's not a ton of people. It's not the norm, 
that somebody would buy a home and with regards to the home itself, be absolutely 100% without any sort of compromised perfect utility, right? It's not a utopian home, right? It requires maintenance. It requires things. Most homes have a few rooms, a living, a family room, a kitchen, a dining room, a couple of bathrooms, and that's the deal, right? It's not this huge, huge space. In fact, I would venture to say most of us live in a pretty confined space, don't we? So it's not that after they move into the home, they're going to get all of this utility. In fact, we try to stress to people in our local market in the 250 to 500 range, it's about foundation size. It's about the footprint. You buy a house that's 1,000 square feet, it's going to feel small in terms of a footprint. An 800 square foot foundation going to feel small. You know, 12, 1300 foot foundation, it's going to feel big. Bigger than that's going to feel huge. 1100, 1200, eh, right in the middle, right in the middle. But, right, we try to communicate these things. But once you get into moving, after those few first few sleepless nights, all of a sudden, your life kind of goes back to normal. And yes, you enjoy the property. Don't get me wrong. It's the best money you'll ever spend. But it's not that this perfect experience is going to be without its reservations, right? And the, and the customer, the buyer, the seller, they don't reflect back upon you as the agent, as the person that built that house, right? They don't think of it that way. They think of, you know, whether or not in hindsight, it was a good house. They compare it to other houses that they see, that they spend time in. They compare it to other people's payments, right? They compare it to what their neighbors did. When did their neighbors buy? What did they pay, right? These sorts of things. So, it gets to be interesting, but when you really try to attach, what ends up happening is this. A, we'll teach you how to create leads, right? Pretty straightforward, pretty simple, uh, but takes some outbound work, right? Some marketing, some advertising, cold calling, door knocking, or sale by owner tracking. I don't care what it is, networking on Facebook or with your sphere, whatever it happens to be, you're going to prospect, right? You're not just going to sit back and not market, not advertise, not prospect and have people calling you. Maybe eventually, but eventually they'd start to think, well, he's probably not in the business anymore. I haven't heard from him or seen him or heard anybody talking about him for a long time. He must not be doing it, right? So you got to stay out there and stay current with folks and stay in front of them, right? Once you do that, now they know that you're in the business. And when you really go deep, these relationships are people that are going to help grow your business. They're going to refer you people. But more importantly, they're going to work on cooperative practices that generate people, right? So long and the short of it is, once you do that, once you prospect, once you've gone deeper into the systems that will create leads and opportunities, and there's a wealth of them out there, then you need to go deep with those prospects, right? You need to add value. And the biggest single most fundamental way to add value is to deliver confidence with your values, right? Is to deliver value add deliverables with confidence. But more importantly, what's even more important than that? Could you hear a little bit of hesitation in the confidence in that delivery? Probably, you know why? It's not the most important thing, right? The most important thing is that we address the customer's individual circumstances and needs. So if the person says, hey, you know what? This is what I'm doing and this is why I'm doing it. I sure hope that realtor heard me. And how do I know that that realtor heard me, right? So we're going to connect all of these real life examples and show you how a, a, a sophisticated and, and well, you know what? Simple architecture, let me say, 
none of what we do is difficult, right? None of it is that challenging. All of it is very simple. All we're doing is basically prospecting, looking for people. We're taking those leads, gathering contact information, and then we're reaching out to those folks and trying to develop relationships, right? We're going out and saying, hey, we're in real estate. You're thinking about doing real estate. Why not me? Let me take a crack at throwing some information your way and see if that's information that you like, right? If that benefits you. That's really it. That's your line right there, right? Now that's a prospecting line that you'd use. What is this that I'm doing, right? It's scripting. You're, you're going through your emotions to figure out what it is you're trying to communicate. You're packaging it up, bundling it up so that you can deliver it to the client in a way that makes sense, that's personable. That's not a 20-minute, eight, well, nine-minute now podcast, right? They don't want to listen to this for nine minutes. We want to listen to each other, get there, so we discover how we got there. But once you're there, you just want to say, hey, you're thinking about doing real estate? I do real estate? Nah, why not me? Let me send you some info and see what you think, right? Simple. And then when you follow up on it, how do you ensure that that didn't cheapen the depth of which that value represented, right? And so you can't just send a canned thing. If you have a bunch of canned things, what ends up happening is what you send feels canned, feels like it's shallow, hollow, right? So all of your pieces get customized, right? You have professional print line pieces and you send them out in digital format, but you also edit and customize the actual piece and then send that out. So you need high level print equipment in order to do that, right? Or you just have enough products and programs that go deep into it that you insert a flyer and add a handwritten note and say, look, this is the perfect program for you. You had mentioned that you're a first time buyer with a co-signer and you know what? That can be a little bit difficult uh, to navigate when it comes to the loan process. So I thought it important to share some of the resources that we have with you about what it's like to go through getting a loan as a first-time buyer with a co-signer. Here's a great local loan officer you could talk to, by the way, but here's also some online resources and my favorite one, right? But now I've Googled a little bit. I've went through the circuit ar architecture and I found out that three or four stories online made practical sense. And I said, you know, the most difficult part about this thing is you each have a different set of documents and you're going back and forth getting different documents at different times for seemingly different reasons. And that gets to be a little bit frustrating, right? So here's what I would encourage you to do before you do that. Listen to our series that talks about presenting and preparing paperwork for your people, right? For your homeowner's insurance, for your agent, for your, for your mortgage person, for anybody that might deal with any of your assets or finances, prepare your package, right? Get things ready and organized so that you can send it to them and keep that in your personal production environment so that when you do these things that are high ticket in nature and significant in nature, you can cut through the clutter that is trying to get stuff to people so that you can get to what it is that you're trying and hoping those people can help you with, right? So you do some things, but you go really very deep into it, right? And as you continue to build your library, you have these one-off instances but these one-off instances aren't always real time, right? What you did for somebody in January of 2021 isn't gonna be the same in January of 2022. It's just not. The market's gonna be different. Some experiences are gonna be different. The resources available to everyone is gonna be different, are gonna be different. 
So you'll have to pull from a different set of assets to put together your marketing pieces, right? So you generate this way to do that. And now, instead of the biggest fundamental change you'll have as you make the transition is in the past, you would reach out to customers, you would, you would communicate with them, and then you would have passive pieces in between, right? You'll see it a million times online. You get a customer, drop them in your email, and what do you do? A drip campaign. Just let these emails drip through your funnel into their, into their email box so they know who you are. So when the time comes to move, maybe they go, hmm, maybe I should use Brian. I've got a couple emails from that guy. I kind of liked him. I haven't talked to him in a long time. Come to think of it, I don't really know the guy that well, but, huh, okay. Now, some of that content was kind of good, but there was more general content than any, right? Versus, wow, that was the guy that came and saw me two or three times. And when he came and saw me, he really talked about the things that I had asked about and gave me good resources, good information, and a deeper insight than I had expected, had really attended to what I had communicated. And, you know, I remember that person because, you know what, he came back and said, hey, why not me? Let me be your real estate person. Let me help you. And you know what? He generally wanted to come back and talk with me. He found it interesting, those things that uh, were important to me, right? So, wow, that's pretty amazing. But even more so made it ridiculously easy. You'll, you'll hear it. The best example I can give you is this. I talked to a guy in, uh, oh, God, what is it? I forget who it is. I, I can't remember the names of people, but Brett Mocktig is a local author. And I worked with, with him for a little bit. He's a financial guy, right? Has a financial relationships, a financial planner, and wrote a book about wealth in a decade. I worked with Brett for a little bit. He was marketing to Fortune 500 CEOs. That was his target audience, right? That's who he was marketing to, the CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. And he would put together a pretty sophisticated marketing campaign to gather their attention by going after their, their hierarchy, right? And their organizational chart strategically to create communication amongst the different people at the organization until he kind of found his way in, right? And as he found his way in with this unique sort of approach, he then would put people on the phone. And would you know it, we had an opportunity to speak with one of these Fortune 500 CEOs. And I remember the conversation really very well. And you'll have noticed this with other uh, people as well. Occasionally, you'll bump into somebody who can say something so well, you find yourself walking away from the conversation going, wow, that's really impressive. That person communicates at a very high level. They were able to express to me in a short period of time, in fact, just a couple of minute conversation, what felt like a half an hour of information. And the words were so well constructed that even though I'm not an expert in that field, I was able to understand what he meant, right? It just was an unbelievable experience uh, to go through. And so as you think about prospecting with clients, that's kind of what it is, right? They go, oh, that realtor kind of knew what I meant kind of knew what I was saying. It made sense, obviously, to him because he was able to address it and articulate it. So it's kind of those things that come into play after the fact. In any event, that's what producing at a high level boils down to, right? Going through content that's relevant and recent and making sure you're making use of it in a way that relates to that customer.